let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Yeah. Bags of flavour coming out of it. I'm actually liking this more than I thought it was going to. I was doubtful. It's quite a light mouthfeel. Um, and then you get a little bit of something after, which I'm guessing is the the tea. That's the tea bit, I think. Yeah. And and that's where it stops being an enjoyable experience for me. Especially for you, yes. Yeah. Um, but at... 3.6% that could be that could easily be a summer go-to beer if, if you've got a few of those in, in, in your fridge yeah perhaps a bit colder a bit yeah. hotter outside I mean today's pissing it down yeah so but perhaps the two don't still, go together still quite enjoyable so um, so this is Yulu from Siren this is the latest addition to their core range this is a loose leaf parallel um and we're going to be drinking siren beers all week this week because we were we were sent uh, all a week. box all week how long week. we're recording all, for all week for the show all show for this week don't worry the listeners they're all, long enough all, already all week long yes we, <laughs> it's, we're going in we're trying to break the world record for the world's longest podcast um, no this this week we're featuring uh, a number of beers from siren because siren were good enough to send across uh, some beers for us to try uh, so we're going to be working through those as the as the show goes on th- this evening. Um, so why we finish off our Yulu, uh, you've had quite the couple of weeks of Beery Adventures, haven't you, since uh, since we last recorded the studio <laughs> yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. looking back on a, in my diary and on my untapped, it does appear so. Um, I was lucky enough to get um, an invite to the Welsh Beer Insider Festival, organised by uh, Green Man, Eric King's Cross. Mm. And uh, the intention was to go there with Michelle, as it was the first one, but first beer festival I took her to. Um, however, Greater Anglia Trains decided that wouldn't work, <laughs> and so um, a, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours from Essex Bottleshare, happened to be in London, Dan, and he joined us. Okay. Um, and uh, the thing about the Green Man Beer Festival, both times I've been to, it's a really well organised beer festival on the whole. A um, couple of small things, which I went back to them about. Um, lots of cast beer from. Um, the Welsh Valleys. Um, no real standouts for me, but all of a nice standard. Must have been quite uh, a lot of stuff you've not come across Loads of before, stuff. Maybe? Lots of stuff I hadn't come across before, and lots of stuff I couldn't pronounce. Okay. Lots, <laughs> lots of W's and, yes. and, and, and things. <laughs> lack and of, lack of yeah. vowels. Um, but uh, a small keg offering and a small cider offering, uh, some street food, loads of tables and chairs and benches. And this was on the weekend, the few days running up to the bank holiday where we had that really nice weather as well. Mm. And a bit of a sun trap over at, um, Cab- I think it's Cabot Square over at, um, Cabot Square? Cubic's, Cubic Square over at um, King's Cross, about five minutes from the station. Oh, okay. So that was really nice, and so I was, uh, that that was a nice evening. Next up, I had a couple of days break, and then went to Bracknell to their beer and cider festival, which is a one-day affair on the bank holiday Sunday. Uh, the Bracknell one nowhere near to where I live but um, a friend of mine has moved down there in the last year or so so we use it as a bit of a catch up weekend now watched the FA Cup the night before had a few pints of uh, of, of London Pride because apparently you have to have a few pints to get to really appreciate it six um, I did do my best yeah. to have the six and uh, the bottle the, uh, the Bracknell Beer and Cider Festival on the Sunday again for most of the day lovely weather 
few rain showers, but my Timothy Taylor landlord Broly came to the fore and saved me and Michelle from getting a You're drenching. You're such a gent, honestly, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I take it, Broly. And it's usually a good idea, to be fair. A um, couple of standout beers there. One of them was from Overdrive Lap Free from Elusive Brewing. That was in sparkling for me. Mm. It was really nice. Um, and from our friend Siren who sent the beers tonight, they had the Soundwave Siren IPA, and that was bang on form. That was, I must say, I think I just called it at a and, real and sweet that spot. And that was on Cask. That was on Cask. version of their flagship IPA. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Yeah. That was, that's a, that was a four out of five. Wow. From me. That's, that's very generous. Yeah, that's, to, you know, for, for me. For you. Um, so that was, that was a couple of standout beers that day. Um, followed it up with a Colchester Beer Festival. Yes, which I... Which you came along which to Which I as came well. along to. Yes, yes. Yeah. and um, we had a few beers there and then we sort of turned into a bit of a bit of a wander around Colchester, see a few other pubs. A bit of a walk. Yeah, yeah. there was a, you know, a few of the Essex Bottle Share crowd with us as well, yep. plus, plus my friend Carl. Um, oh, that was quite enjoyable. I think we're still at a bit of a loss as to how the Colchester and Essex pub of the year didn't go to the Victoria. I, I was astounded when we arrived at the venue that was the Essex Camera pub of the year and literally just found myself asking the question why over and over again. Yes. Because I, I couldn't see how. I can't. I've been in there, I probably do a trip there once every two or three years just to see if it's changed. And it hasn't. <laughs> So I don't know what they've done to win it this time. I, I just think most of the other places that that we went to were better than, than that. They're better and probably but probably don't maybe get the love from the local camera yeah. branch. But I still fail to see how the Victoria didn't win it. Yeah. Just I think just because they've won it for the last three years shouldn't preclude them from winning it a fourth year. My my particular highlight was the uh one of the pubs we went in towards the end where I asked for a keg offering and the barman served it to me in a glass with a, the, the biggest hedge I've ever seen. And his only excuse was, well, it's that keg shit. Um, oh, he didn't say it's that key keg that does funny things. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, no, that's kind of the way you poured it, mate. But we, we won't go into that. Uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. And of course, at, at the beer festival, we got to try some of uh, Mark Watson's uh, beers. Uh, Mark, who's a regular at the, the Essex Bottle Share, Home brewer has scaled up now to a, I think it's what, Pico Brewery, is it? Yeah. The, the, the tiny, tiny brewery. Uh, and he had a cask of his Imperial Black Otter. That was it, yeah. It was a, a six and a half percent black IPA. Yeah, which was just incredible. It if, was lovely. And, and for me, perfect example of a black IPA as well, because if, if you could not have seen the colour of the beer, you would not have known it was black. I'd agree with you. Um, I think we all, we all sampled uh, some of that as well. And even my friend, who's a bit of a doubter with the black beers at times, did did thoroughly enjoy it as well. And we got it straight away, didn't we? Yeah, it was tap. You know, it was ready to go. I was there the minute it went on. Yeah, basically yeah. they just put the, the the label on the front of it. And, and I was there. Can yeah. I have a pint of that, please? <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, "You do know it's six point nine percent." I was like, "Can I have a pint of it?" Yeah, please? I'll have a pint of it. Yeah. But I mean, Saturday, Saturday was a lovely day. Had had a few beers, a few new ones, a few and a few go to beers crept in there as well. Um, it was nice to share today with some friends from the from the Essex yeah. Bowl show. I, I was quite happy halfway around as well to find somewhere that had Pilsner and Cow on tap as well because that that was a perfect reset for yeah, me. Yeah, that, that was point. in the uh, fan count, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten that they do well, I was, that as well. I was chuffed by that. I was yeah, like, yeah. Pint of that. Oh, your tanker. Although Dan Dan got a half pint tanker and ended up with almost a pint in there. I know. Somehow, I still still don't understand how that happened. No, they do not know who you are. Exactly. 
And uh, just the last one. So sorry, sorry folks. Um, again, Steve was part of this one. We had a bit of a bottle share extra at um, our friend Sean's pub, who uh, is is moving up to Yorkshire in the not too distant future. So, so uh, goodbye, goodbye to Sean. Yeah. So we shared a few beers there. Um, I say a few, quite a few. Um, <laughs> he just kept going to his cellar. He did keep going um, to his cellar. The, the things he was pulling out were just amazing. Yeah. However, the best beer of the evening, Steve, was the one you brought along. Oh, really? Yes, the Marshall Zukov's Imperial Stout, sitting at 11%, which you had mulled from Cigar City from last yes, year. because that was well wrapped in the case last year. I night. bet it was. Um, I would have done a lot of wrapping on that. Two towels, <laughs> yeah, T-shirts. It, it had everything wrapped around it. <laughs> right that, in the middle. That bad boy was coming home in one piece. <laughs> um, and uh, I, regular listeners may have heard me mention now and again a beer which our friend Justin brought along from the <laughs> Only brewery. now and again. Yeah, only now and again. I think I missed it out one show. And um, this this has got the same four and a half out of five from me. I have never gone over four and a half, five. So this is the top mark I, I, I seem to be able to give a beer. Well, I, I am honoured. Um, I thought it, it was lovely. And it, it was so smooth, mm. that beer. Whether there's more life in it, if you know, like you say earlier, if you'd had a bit of patience on it, I don't know. But right there, right then. Well, yeah, I it mean, I've, I've sat on that for about nine months um, and it's one of those where you kind of think, mm, when when does the sweet spot hit yeah. on, on this? And because it was only uh, a, a US pint bottle as well, it was one that I was, because our bottle share is growing so much, it's, it's one that I always kind of had earmarks for bottle share. But if I'm honest, I didn't want to take it because... The, um, we, we would have we got, got a thin small, full small at each and I, I, I think because it was a goodbye to Sean I wanted to bring something along special and I think we were quite fortunate that we ended up with low numbers as well so we all got I think we all got a fair we must have at least got a third each we all had a good we did have a good whack of it um, and I do have to apologise here now on air to my girlfriend <laughs> because of my logistical cock up she ended up having to drive because he's in the back back end of nowhere, nowhere in public transport terms. So unfortunately, Michelle had the merest of sips um, of this beer. So I do owe her. And so that's on public record now. You owe her big time. Yeah, that, mate, you, you really do, because that beer was incredible. Uh, but yeah, so yes, uh, to wrap it up, I have had a few beer adventures and a few beers recently. Yeah, I've not really. Um, apart from the, the the couple of things that I shared with you, um, and uh, the the one thing that that I'll, I'll mention as well, people might have picked up on this on Twitter is um, I, I I left my job, which is is based in Leeds. Uh, so I kind of left Leeds as well, which was a, a bit of a bittersweet moment. Sad sad times. Yeah, uh, where I've been up there fairly regular for the last few years, and I've made, made some great friends uh, up there and enjoyed the beers that I've had. I kind of had a final night out in in Leeds, and we just did a few few places and had a few beers. A few of the old favourites. Yeah, no, so we hit up Northern Monk and and and, and tapped and just. Just was just enjoying spending time with people. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, won't get up there as often as I can, uh, or as often as I used to now. But um, certainly planning on going up there for the Leeds Beer Festival. Yeah, that's already penciled yeah, in that one. Yeah, isn't we're, it? We're, we're heading up for that. So apart from that, yeah, it's been a fairly quiet, quiet period yeah. for me. Um, what about uh, we're both finished the Euro? Yeah. So it, final, final thoughts on that? Well, I just pour the next. It grew on me. I think it did on me as well. I, I still think I'd, I'd I'd probably rather it cold, like really cold. I think so I think yeah. I, I think, couldn't taste the tea. 
I think that well, almost. I had less problem with the tea because I'm a tea, regular tea drinker, but I had less problem with it because it wasn't as strong as some of the other tea beers we've sampled in the past, or tea infused and tea inspired. And that whole fruity thing that I thought I might get with the Yulu is it the Yuzu? Yulu. Um, I think I think it's I think that's the type of tea. Yeah. Um, I've always been a bit nervous about it before, but I think for a three point six pound ale. I think it's a pretty decent shout actually to have, well. your, to have it in your core range. Sessionable. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Oh, I won't go as far. It's not it's not smashable. No. But it's sessionable. I think it's definitely sessionable. Yeah. So I mean there's I mean, a thumbs up for that. And you Absolutely. said it was the addition to, to the core range now. It is. They've, that, they uh, added it in at the end of April this year to, to the core range. So so that comes in one of their uh, quite distinctive core range bottles with, with one of the sirens. Uh, faces on, on it they are all slightly different what do, what do you think of their uh, just while we, as we've got five bottles all with slightly different <laughs> outlooks on them um, it's an it's Siren and are an interesting one for me um, I'm, I'm I don't like the branding I, I find it a little bit all over the place because they've got that they've got the core branding, which are these diamond labels with with, with different ladies faces on them and, and, and then various imagery around it and, and then they've got their specials branding which is more of a, a side wrap around with a with a main thing, um, and I, I don't know I don't know what it is. I just don't I, I don't find the, the the labels draw me in enough to, to to want to necessarily pull them off the shelf. I, I it's one of those where I'd, I'll generally go for what's the description of of, of the beer. But you can always spot it to siren there. You can. It is distinctive, and I think one of the things that sets it out as being distinctive is the the, the labelling on the neck. Yeah, which because is that's the, consistent across. Yeah, the the, the big S, the Siren yeah. Craft Brew, and and that does stand out. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure there's a reason for for the their approach to branding. It, it's probably all got something to do with the sea, um, because of the, the, the Siren theme. Um, but yeah, it's like like I say, it's one that doesn't always necessarily draw me in. Okay, so what have we got here? We've now got uh, White Tips. This is a white IPA uh, that's packed with hops and citrus peel. It's a bit Belgian here, isn't it? I knew you'd say that. Just First of all, when I brought it to my nose, I wasn't getting much of that um, like coriander, orange peel that you get sometimes. And then once I started to actually drink it and the aroma started to flow up, I was definitely getting a bit of that going on. So it has got a bit of that... Like for me, it's a bit a soft, a soft wheat, a soft fruity wheat beer. Those yeah. those fruit notes on the wheat beer are coming through, minus the uh, you know the the big heavy handed spices. Yeah. For me, it was uh, straight away on on the nose. There was that kind of Belgian-y aspect to to it. For, for, for you're me. probably you're probably more sensitive, aren't you, to it? I, I think so. Yeah, because I actually don't mind the Belgian-y funk thing that goes on with these kind of beers anyway. I'm, I think I think it's I'm actually really enjoying this. It's a weird weird hybrid but they've done this it's basically a wheaty IPA, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's it's, it's a wheat IPA. So always yeah, white IPA, so um I mean it's it's it has got that it's got a lovely IPA like bitter finish to it. Yeah. Which is which works really well. Um, for me though, I, I the flavors in there aren't flavors that I enjoy. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of the um, a lot of the citrus on the nose and, and in the flavor. Yeah. Um, 
possibly it's the spices that are unbalancing it for me but that's that's just me that's yeah. I, I don't I'm, I'm not a fan of those but uh, it's, it's interesting because out of the, the the beers that we've been sent this is the only beer that I've had before out, out of all of these beers which might come as quite a surprise to some people when we come on to one of the beers yes. that we're going to be drinking later um, and I've had this on on gravity cask as well I'm even more surprised about that and I gave it a quite a high rating I gave it a three and a half and again still so, surprising there, there, there must have been something that the, that the gravity cast did to it that made me really enjoy it <laughs> well what can we say there you go it may have been a slightly different beer anyway maybe on cast on gravity yeah I mean that was that was possibly two years ago as, as well now so it's possible that the recipe's changed yeah. a little bit as, well, I'm, as well. I'm, I'm enjoying this one I, I think again you know summer's day well, you know where we're supposed to be now. Yeah, it's Saturday supposed to be summer. Barbecue, it'd go down perfectly. With, yeah, with, with some nice, nice food. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we've not got any news. No, it's been a surprise week. after two weeks, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a real surprise, but I just haven't found anything. Well, nothing's let down. Uh, the, the the only the only one thing probably to man- mention is that um, Beer Nouveau have launched their crowdfunding project this evening. As as we call as we recalled for their um, barrel heritage program that Steve's going to be doing, and I, I know we both invested the minute it went live. Yep. Um, and he's Steve's trying to raise eight thousand pound, and where, where's he at now? Yeah. With? So as of two hours into the the crowdfunding program, he's up to four thousand seven hundred fifteen pounds raised out of the eight thousand, which is just under 60 percent. There's still time left. 77 people have invested already. Still time left. Quite possible as people listen to this show, though. It may not. That might have all gone. Yeah. The rate at which it's going, I, I think he could very much hit that target. If not tonight, definitely within the next couple of days. But if there is anything still available, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And, and, and I would say click through and have a look because it's one of the best um, brewery investment options I've seen for a long, long time. I'd agree with that. Definitely, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it, and again, for anyone who's met Steve, you know that this is coming from a position of love. Oh, absolutely, it's, it's it's love and passion and just something that he wants to explore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, rather than doing the sensible thing and and cutting the show shorter and not doing <laughs> why any, would we, why would we do that? Not doing any news. We, we thought we'd put something else in. Going for same new. Yeah. Which is which is kind of a live version of, <laughs> of, of something that that I tried on Twitter last month. So, um, Martin, tell tell the listeners what we're about to do. Right. Okay. So, I presume by now everyone knows that Steve is now a fully fledged, fully paid up member of Camera. I used my card on Saturday as well. Yeah. And as such, he also now gets the What's Brewing monthly paper. Once a month, that paper has a letters page. Basically, they're 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 bittering lingerness. Yes, and um, but they call it your shout. Now, this has obviously caused a bit of merriment for Steve for the one or two times he's already had it, because there are usually a few mentions of evil, filthy keg or words to that effect. <laughs> um, so, what we thought we'd do is pick out a few letters. Read them out and then maybe just spend a couple of minutes seeing what we think about it. And then let me just rage about them. Yeah, if there's anything to rage about. So, the first one I found was the one entitled Not All Rubbish. So, this has come from someone in Suffolk. With the near extinction of real ale and past years, 
I can understand the nervousness at the mere mention of keg beer. But now real ale has gained popularity and microbreweries are thriving, should we not accept that the new content of some kegs is actually very good beer? Yes, absolutely. I agree with this man already. Brewers making quality craft ales to stand side by side with their real ale counterparts is giving breweries and country pubs the ability to give the customer more of a choice without the publican taking too much of a gamble. I love red ale, and I started drinking keg beer in the 1980s, so I can appreciate how bad things were. Now, though, I find there are some very good beers in cakes, still made by small breweries with the same love and devotion as their red ales. I do, I do draw the line at nitro and cream flow, which has no place in my drinking repartee. So give the odd keg a chance. They aren't all filled with fizzy rubbish. So, Steve, what do you think? There's, there's a number of things in this one that I absolutely love. First of all, the fact that they can never seem to put the words craft owl outside of speech marks, outside of speech yeah. quotations. So craft owl is in, is in your little speech quotations there. Um, I, I love the way he's harked back to the 1980s so he knows how bad keg beer can be. But actually, I think the points that he's making in there are very, very, very good yeah. about it enables publicans to take a bit of a gamble. And I think we saw that firsthand when we was at Sean's place last week in terms of he's got a very loyal customer base that expect to see things on his yes. bar. But he is able to have one, he's got maybe one pump and one yeah. keg line that are craft. And he's st tried to slowly introduce that to his punters, yeah. so, so that they've got something different. So, and he probably wouldn't. But he, I don't think with his pub, he'd be in a position to do two guest cast beers, which didn't fit the profile of what the, pun the regular punters yeah. wanted, because he probably wouldn't get through them both. Yeah. Unless he nails it, and he doesn't always get that opportunity. So the opportunity to have a keg, which has a longer shelf life, must be of a benefit, surely, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I largely agree uh, with, with Mark from Suffolk here. Um, although I, I have an issue with the, 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 the nitro comment. I can, underst I can understand the cream flow. I can understand the cream flow because I'm thinking Boddington's or Jordan Smith's there. Yeah, um, but I, I think nitro is a different beast. And yes. I think it works for beers that are designed for, for nitro. So if you take the beer that we did on the last show with Riverman Brews, yes. the Jet Black Heart by Benefits. the Scottish Brewery, it works perfectly. Yeah, and going back to the White Hair Kinnegar yeah. one we had, the, the Nitro Coffee Stout, yeah. that is a, a lovely beer in bottle, but it was outshone by its nitro Absolutely. version. Yeah, and I think the same, the, the, the probably the classic benchmark on that is uh, Left Hand. From, from the States, yes. their, their, their nitro stout versus their normal yes. stout. The nitro stout is just stunning. Yeah, it's it lifts amazing. it. It yeah. does work for certain beers. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that wasn't too bad. I thought it was quite a reasonable reason to approach. the sin. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is called Cask Only. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to get a bit more ragey with this one. This, is, this is from Tony and Literature. So, Jerry, who wrote in the last What's Brewing... Talks about alienating potential members because camera doesn't embrace all excellent beers, but appears to have no concern about alienating existing members. Camera has always supported great beers that aren't real ale. I've been reading what's brewing since 1977, and there have been many articles about great continental beers, and camera was vociferous in its support for Czech Budvar when that was in trouble. 
Cameron should continue to inform members about all quality beers, but should only promote cask. Cask is unique to the UK and is difficult to keep and serve well. I fear a strong craft movement could see a significant reduction in cask volumes, so Cameron needs to champion cask to ensure its continued widespread availability. I have tasted many excellent craft beers, but it doesn't alter my view. So first thing I'm going to say is there's two sets of quotation marks in this one. Yeah. Because the word craft was mentioned twice. And craft beers is again in, in speech quotation marks. Why can't... Why do they have to do that? I don't know. I'd love to know if that's the editor doing it or whether the person who wrote it in has done it. Um, I can see what Tony is saying here. Um, that, that, that I, I suppose if you go back to what, what, what cameras original goal and, and, and aim was it it was to promote cask beer or it was to promote good cask beer yeah I think it was almost just cask beer at yeah. the time wasn't it um, but I, I think we need to take a little bit of what Mark said in the previous letter and appreciate that times have moved on and actually there are other styles of good beer uh, available these days it's not just cask so I think camera should have a role in promoting cask, but I don't think it's all that all that they should promote. I do think they should be promoting all good beer. Yeah, I think that um, camera camera are the biggest advocates for cask for cask cross cross. So you're yeah, the new word today. Cask, craft cask, <laughs> cask. <laughs> oh, we're only dear. two beers in. <laughs> there with the lights too as well. So. Um, I think, I think the camera should carry on doing that. And also, cask in pubs, because that's where you get, that's where you'll find your generally, your best pint of cask beer will be in a pub that looks after it well, dispenses it well. Yeah. So those two sort of go hand in hand. But, as Tony has pointed out, camera are quite happy to, you know, get behind, always behind Belgian beers. They have been behind, you know, your Czech Pilsners, your German beers. And for some godforsaken reason, Perry as well, uh, which is maybe pears, disgusting things. Um, cider, don't mind, but I don't need I don't need camera to campaign for it, but they do actively do it. So yeah, why shouldn't they? And I think this is, uh, you know, similar to what the revitalisation product project mm. guys who support moving forward are sort of trying to say. We're not saying ignore what we're doing now. But let's add a few other elements into just it. Just appreciate there's more yeah. out there than just and cask beer. If it means that we're still promoting good beer, great quality, and the ability to drink it in pubs, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I think it's sort of why, where I think the revitalisation is coming from. I think I think if we go back to one of the letters from from last month that I was having fun with on Twitter was uh, a guy that was saying he was from an area that was um, he was a branch chairman. For, for an area that was heavily populated by students yeah. and promoting cask is never going to attract students to camera so I think what he was saying was he needs to be able to use other products that are out there to bring them in and, and then to show them what else is available yeah, yeah if you can do one or the, one or the other but use every, every means at your disposal yeah. surely yeah um, so no I didn't think it was that uh, was too bad I mean I thought the um the headline sort of implied to me that this was going to be one of the rants. It was rather rent-free this yes. month. Um, the last one I want to mention was just one, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to read the, the whole one, but basically um, a, a guy 
has now found himself in the position where he can only drink a, a very small amount of uh, alcohol on a regular basis. Um, and so he's looking for, you know, lower ABV beers. And he said, well, camera sort of reduction in duty on beers between 2.9% and 3.5% would encourage responsible drinking. Has camera ever taken a view on promoting beers of 0.5 to 1%? Nick from Eltham in London, I do appreciate where you're coming from. Unfortunately, in my experience, the lower the ABV, generally the worse the beer gets. Really? Because a couple of weeks ago you were singing the praises of Adnam Soul Star that's just been reduced. Yeah, to but there's not, but there's not many of those. Nine percent, is there? No, there's there's not, and, we, and they all become the same. We, we dedicated a whole show. Yeah, to, and, to, to and them, we? we didn't. I mean, I liked the Adnam State. You weren't too fast. No, not at all. And the Soul Star, but how many could I do that? It's very multi. Yeah. So, I, I if someone can do it, I don't think it's easy. For brewers, to be fair to them, okay. I just don't think it's easy to do it yeah. without the alcohol in there. I tried some 0% thing, I can't remember who it was from there, and me and Michelle put it down the drain. Ew, that's not good. No, no. it takes a lot for me to do that. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's was a bit of a roundup. That's the new, that's the new, that's the new, uh, new section, that, yeah. and you'd be glad to that's only once a month anyway. Yeah, we're only going, we're only going to throw that in once a month yeah. because uh, we enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I, well, well, I do. I, I enjoy having a giggle at this page every month. So what have we got here then, Steve? What's our what's so, beer number three? So beer number three is well, I'm just pouring it. Actually, final thoughts on the second beer, which was the White Tips White IPA. Liked it. I prefer, okay. preferred it to the Yulu, but I'm I'm uh, I don't mind wheat beers, and I don't mind the funky Belgium. I thought it was quite a light wheat Belgiumy aroma to it and flavour. I wasn't really getting any of those spices for me. I, I'm not sure I could do uh, probably more than the half a bottle that we shared to myself. Okay. If if I'm honest, but that's just my palate. It's not the sort of thing I, I'm I'm into. However, this one, on on the other hand, does the description of this one appeal to you? It does a it? little bit. This is a uh, American oak brown. It's an American brown ale. It's been spun on oak. Um, it's an English classic. Gets the stateside treatment. The American brown ale has been designed by Sam in our brew team, and boasts no fewer than nine different grains in the grist. To finish it off, we've spun the beer on oak spirals using our spin bot and dry hopped with mosaic. Now, it sounds intriguing. So, I am looking forward to sampling this one, that's for sure. It's got a lovely aroma. It has. It's um, You definitely get the oak. Yeah. There's a little bit of vanilla in there as well. Bit of chocolate. Mm, hints. That is really smooth. I wonder what a big version this would be like. Mm, that's a sipper because this comes in at what five five point some five point six five point yes. eight yeah and um, I can already I can start to picture in my head you know what uh, an eight percent plus for an imperial yeah, a, a version. barrel aged version yeah a barrel aged flavors that would be coming through the mm. I mean I'm not getting too much of the mosaic maybe the little bit on the aroma and maybe that the bit of dryness is coming mm. from that as well is from the mosaic maybe it's one of those things I'd notice if it wasn't there. Yeah, I think I think mosaic is quite a difficult one to to pick out sometimes. Uh, yes, it's uh, I had a lovely mosaic uh, uh, a mosaic single hot beer that I brought back from France, and um, it was on its own. It was lovely, and add them to also do the mosaic panel, yeah. don't they? But this is it should be a sipper, but I'm not sure how long it looks going to last. It, it does almost have a barrel aged feel about it on the finish. It, it's got that kind of 
it's like there wants to be a warmth there, but it's it's not got anything to bring well, the warmth Well, presumably their spin bot is taking some of that flavour from the oak, but because you haven't, it into yeah, but because beer, you haven't yeah. done the actual maturation process in the oak barrels, you're not getting that same you know, viscosity about it, yeah, and yeah. same thickness to on the palate, but you're getting those hints. That's what I'm saying. This this beer deserves a big brother. Absolutely. I, I think this beer yeah, deserves a big brother. I, I completely agree, and I'm not. I'm not sure. I've not done my research, because Siren have got quite the barrel aging project yes. as well. So there probably I? is one. So oh, I'm yeah. guessing there's there's some of this set in a barrel somewhere. You hope so, and will appear at some point. Uh, hopefully, and uh, feel free to send it to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it's and, anything and, like this, and, and we'll talk about that as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I suppose we better get on to opinions. 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 Opinions, opinions. Uh, this week's uh, question, which um, was uh, a topical one, to, to say the least. So, in the last week, we've heard that um, AB InBev purchased the percentage of rape beer late last year. Um, so, for those that, that don't know what rape beer is, this, this is the platform <laughs> where you um, write an essay. Uh, about copious notes a, a beer yeah you, you, you write lots of notes and it, it gives you quite a lot of information so, so we were just asking people what they thought of, of this sudden revelation um, probably uh, before we go into the results uh, should give a mention to Good Beer Hunting who, mm-hmm. who actually broke this story after some incredible investigative journalism yeah uh, where they were doing a story on something else and they happened to notice on someone's LinkedIn profile LinkedIn profile that he had been involved in the sale of rape beer to yeah. ABI, so they investigated it, and the story broke. And there'll be there'll be a link in the show notes to, to that. Yeah, original it's, worth, it's worth reading the uh, background to it. Yeah. Um, so we had three hundred votes on this. Uh, we asked, "Good thing, bad thing, and what's rape beer?" <laughs> um, overwhelmingly, sixty nine percent of people said it's a bad thing. Um, only six percent said it was a good thing, and then a whopping twenty five percent went for what's right there, <laughs> uh, which I think says more about our listeners and our followers than it does about anything else. But again, it's something that we were discussing at the weekend, and we were saying that generally, rape beer doesn't seem to be as social on on social media platforms as the as as Untapped is. Yeah, right? I certainly see very little about rape beer. And I did download Rape Beer for a brief uh, amount of time, but when I found out to write so much, I thought this is actually going to become like a second job. Yeah. Um, so I deleted the app and just stopped stopped using it. I, I I think I used it as a reference point early days. And I think a few people mentioned that the app's a bit clunky and slow. And yeah. It's not necessarily very easy to um, use. Whereas uh, the the latest updates for Untapped make it a fairly simple simple tool to use these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what our, our feeling generally was that we don't really see much about it. So it's it's like a, a rape beer community, but it keeps very much within its own mm-hmm. own community. Um, but I mean, I mean, rape beer. The highest amount of users in one place is London, isn't it? Something if I remember like that. reading yeah. that correctly yeah. in the article. Yeah. Um, so there is obviously a wide user base for this, and the ratings that a lot of stall are put by those highest rated beers when they say buy rape beer. Because you're doing it per category to build up to your score of 100, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the yearly awards as well, don't they? The Rate Beer yep. Awards. Yep. And that's purely based on the, the ratings, isn't it? It, it is. And, and that's quite interesting. That's where I'm going to jump into some of the feedback that we've had. Because 
um, Sharky at Shark for Chip Drink said, maybe the more interesting question is who would have pulled out of attending the awards if the word had got out early that they were actually being paid for by AB InBev? Yeah, I mean, I think just to be clear, I mean, it's going to be a sort of percentage, haven't they? Yes. So it's not the, the full yeah. thing, but and they did it through a venture company, didn't they? Yes. So yeah. on the face of it, there doesn't appear to be much of a link. It's just a venture company who's seen an investment opportunity and the you know, rate beer said, okay, well, you need an injection of cash to upgrade, fine. But that venture cap, that venture capital is actually owned by, solely by ABN, though, if, if I remember correctly from the article. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think for, for me, and I'm sure this would be borne out, I think the bit that whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is almost the irrelevant bit for me on this occasion. It was, a, why didn't they say? Well, again, and that's what um, so, so Matt Curtis at Total Curtis said. Here's, here's another thing. If ABI owned a stake in one company for eight months and no one knew, how many others are there? How many other investments have been made that we've got no idea about at the moment? I said if it's done for an investment, just an investment arm, and people aren't making public announcements about it either. Yeah. I mean, I'd be disappointed if Untapped, because when Untapped did their... Someone invested into Untapped, was it a year, year and a half ago? They sort of went, they sent out quite a long message about it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Straight away. Yeah. Uh, they basically did a blog post about it. Um, Rate Beer didn't do that. Rate Beer only did a lengthy post about it post after the Good Beer Hunting article came out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it was more of a reaction to, yeah. to, to it, yeah. Um, so I, I would say that that's, that doesn't seem very open. It, it doesn't, and, and you do have to maybe question at their motives uh, a, a little bit for it. So um, just, again, just we'll give some feedback from, from, from some of the, the, the folk on Twitter. So uh, Michael Lally at Bushcraft Beer, um, they're chipping away at all parts of the industry, finding ways to disrupt things, which isn't good for smaller breweries. What, what, what do you think about I think that, so. that comment about disrupting? Well, disrupting is quite a big comment these days, isn't it? That you you dis- disrupt to move things along and disruption can be in a good way as well as a bad way but if ABI let's let's face it our general feeling about ABI is that they don't do things for altruistic purposes therefore there has to be a reason why they've invested in a company that effectively holds a lot of data yeah well again that's uh, Neil Fletcher at Neilios 31 uh, for me anything AB InBev buys into is a cynical money making exercise and not out of genuine respect for a product. Yeah, and you know, I, I think they respect the product, but I think they respect it in a different way to perhaps the people who use the product mm-hmm. or consume the product. Yeah. You know, I don't think ABN Bev waste their money. No, I don't I don't think they do. And I, I suppose if, if if we get if we get to the crux of it, you mentioned it um, in, in your previous comment there, and a lot of people um, were, were on the same wavelength here. So the, the one that summed it up for me the most, and I'll, I'll give a mention to others that mentioned similar things. So Dan of Liquid, at Dan underscore Liquid, smells of data mining for future acquisitions. As an untapped supporter, not that bothered if they move on to them, also I'd leave. Um, but there were similar comments in terms of data and, and research from uh, Wayne at Irish Beer Snob, uh, David Hamilton at Leaf David, Beer Viking Project at Beer Viking Proj and Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert all said similar sorts of things about this this data that they've now got access to as, as a result of, of, of this purchase of a percentage yeah. of the company. 
So let, let's let's talk about that for a minute because essentially, in my mind, what this now gives ABI is you you, you said that London is one of their biggest user bases. Mm-hmm. They can now see trends moving in, yeah. in London. What people like, what they don't what, like. What people like, what they don't like, how often they're drinking it, where they're drinking it, where they're not drinking it. And what they can do is they, they can do either one of two things as a result of that. They can either mobilise their vast offer of beer into those locations to have them put in front of consumers. Yeah. Or they can start working through some of the breweries that they own. So, and let's, let's just take, for example, they own Camden. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden they could say, right, okay, well in, in London, there's a sudden surge in New England IPA styles. We don't have any of that in our, our portfolio at the moment. Camden, you're going to produce a New England IPA because that's what the market wants. Yeah, and then we can get it out into all and the then all of we have our gonna, Yeah, they're going to flood the market with the styles that are popular. So that's... Is that not quite a scary prospect that they can now literally see the trends yeah, I mean, and I, match the beer to the trend? I mean, I'm sure that ABI <laughs> had their... Had, especially as they may have felt they got left behind for a little while probably up their gamers with regard to having their finger on the pulse. But this gives them what I would say real granular level of detail in their stats. You know, this is people's opinion, people who are actually taking the time and trouble to share that information on their on their chosen rating system. Um, yeah, the amount of quantitative data they now have access to and what they can do with that, running that through various programs, must give them so much information now. And yeah, you know their options, like you say, they're they they they've got access. We know about Camden for for us. If we look at London still, um, Camden beers appear in a lot more places than they used to. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, the Camden Pale Ale and Hell's tell to tell tend to be the two that you see. But yeah, if they suddenly decide a New England IPA is what's required, well actually we might shift one of those to the side for now. We'll start putting that in there. Yeah. Or we'll give you actually tell you what guys you take on three of our beers. But also, if, if you use another one of their brands that we've done some stuff with in the past, Goose Island is in a lot of places yeah. now uh, as well. So all of a sudden, they can say, right, okay, what, what, what are Goose Island producing that we can actually bring to the UK market? It, it also gives them an ability to look at the market and say, well, actually, where are the gaps? Yeah. And, and what, what can we put in the market that's currently not there? Yeah, or maybe even the ability to make judgments on maybe the possibility of future acquisitions as well. Yeah. So, so getting the existing brewery, let's go and buy up one of those ones which are doing those really good beers. Yeah, who's buying lots of what? Yeah. And, yeah. I think there's so many possibilities for them. From a, if you look at purely from a business perspective, from ABI, it's a very good move. So, in terms of the, the site itself and the impartiality, do, do you think that's now been... Do, do you think people will now approach rate beer slightly more sceptically as a result? I would have thought that the users will still use it the same way. Myself. I don't think the users will use it any differently. So provided whatever, however they've, again, because I'm not talking from a position of knowledge, but however they get to their scores based on the comments and the ratings that the users give them, provided those sums behind it don't change, then I don't see that should be a problem from the, a rate beer perspective and looking at 
the beers who get the awards. I mean, let's face it, a lot of the time it's the it's the big beers that tend to get the highest ratings on whatever rating score you're using. You know, it'd be the same as if you uh, had an app for train spotting, it'd be like the Fine Scotsman or, you know, the Mallard. Those kind of iconic train engines would get your big scores. It wouldn't be the workhorse. It wouldn't be the session IPAs or, mm. of, of the industry that gets it anyway. So that probably isn't going to change, is it? No. Um, but, I, I mean, there's, there's a couple of people that did mention that their use of it now and the, the impartiality. So, uh, Clem Fandango at Ubi One Kenobi, like the handle there. Um, <laughs> from an impartiality point of view, apps and site, sites like this should remain independent. And also the Owl Lady at the Owl Lady said, can't possibly trust its objectivity now. I'll only use untapped. Hashtag all the badges. So, you know, there's a couple of people yeah. there saying that's going to impact on their use of the site because they, 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 they don't think it's any longer impartial. But it's still a community app, isn't it? If, if, the, commu- if the community stops using it and stops rating the beer, they, they, sorry, it would stop. So it's still driven by individuals and the culmination it, of their scores, isn't it? It is, but let's... Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate and go really wide on this one. What happens if all of a sudden we suddenly start seeing a massive increase in the ratings for all ABI beers? Bud Light is the highest rated beer on rate beer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what happens then? I think people would be suspicious of that. But I mean, I'm sure that Goose Island... Bourbon County Stout is already up there anyway. Which is a beer that we, we use often in, in these sorts of examples yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, regardless of ABI being involved in it. Um, but I, I would equally be surprised if suddenly, say, the Goose Island IPA, which I enjoy, but there are better IPAs out there, if that suddenly started to rise through the ranks of the scores, then yeah, I think people will start to raise yeah. eyebrows and stuff. People will be looking now for the oddity. To, to, to try and call it out. Yeah. 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 Personally, I don't see it. For me, they may well end up with, again, I don't know how rate beer works, you may end up with, and it's happened on Untapped, Goose Island sponsor badges and promos and stuff. So people chase the badges. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? Hey. But you, um, you don't have to rate at a certain no, score. You don't to have to do, no. Now, whether rate beer will have some other different way of doing it, or whether you're going to start seeing more. ABI sponsored content coming up, That's, like we do with Goose. Yeah. yeah, so you may you may start to see that. Will will that influence people who use rate beer? I mean, people who use rate beer are very serious about, about their, their rating yeah. and what they're yeah. rating and how much they're writing. We've got personal experience over one of our friends, the Bolshevik. Mm-hmm. He writes his notes based on how he used to write his notes when he used rate beer, and he runs out of paper. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I I don't think it's a good thing. So uh, basically, the, the the bulk of the sentiment was it's not it's not a good thing. I would say no. For ever, for a lot of people, I think it's not a good thing because this does give. Well, it's what a business should do. It gives them an edge. Okay, so to to wrap this up, neither you or I use rate beer. No. Nope. So so we can't really make an, a a judgment on this. If it was announced tomorrow that um, untapped had sold a percentage to ABI, would you stop using untapped? I would have to give it a serious consideration. 
would you once I've downloaded once I've downloaded well yeah because again as a matter of disclosure both you and I are supporters of yeah untapped um, so they already had that as a a means of income don't they yeah so it's yeah. like what less than a five a month yeah normally yeah the, the way the pound's going it could be over a five a month at this rate I'm, I'm happy to pay that yeah and um, yeah I, I would I would definitely be give, it's taking a step back and thinking about it as much as I love untapped I don't know if I'd want to be just throwing my information for free at ABI at one of the biggest yeah. beer companies in the world exactly yeah well, you just but you before we wrap it up, you've you've already poured the fourth beer, Steve. So, what what was your closing thoughts on the third beer uh, that we downed pretty quickly when you said it was a sipper? I really enjoyed it. It's uh, started getting a little bit sweet towards the end for me. There's more sweetness coming through on on it. Maybe a little bit more honey in there. Yeah, okay. I was getting a, I, I was getting a little bit of dry finish as well on it. Yeah, very much so. Um, like we said at the beginning, I would very much like to see a barrel aged version of yeah. that in in something that really pulls out those oak flavors yeah so i'm going to go really left field and and say not like a whiskey barrel i'd like to see like a red wine barrel aged version of that because i, would, I, I think that would just complement it yeah and you'd get much i think you'd get much softer oak flat oak notes on it as well then yeah but i think it was a lovely beer as it is absolutely um very very drinkable I could drink a couple of bottles of that and it's I, I might struggle after two I, I think I'd begin to fight, find it a bit uh, a little bit cloying maybe yeah I don't I don't, I don't know if I'd get the cloying but I'm willing to give it a go to find out where my cloying level is on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at which point can I stop drinking this beer because yeah. it just becomes too much exactly yeah so what, what's, what have we got now uh, we have got uh, Broken Dream which is Sirens uh, one of their proper it's right up there flagship beer yeah. with Liquid Mistress and the Soundwave the Soundwave that you mentioned earlier um, this is a 6.5% stout um, and this is the beer that I've never had before. You, yeah, you've never had what? So the original version, effectively. No, I've had barrel aged. You've had other versions because you, what we got is, a, is is the Caribbean cake one of those ones? Um, was that a different? Version? No, there's there's literally been versions of broken, broken dream, dream, right? Aged in different barrels and, and and things. So this is a this is a first for me, and I'm quite excited about it coffee on the nose straight away which is what you want from a breakfast out that's I mean I have had it in this iteration before and um, oh my that's really good um, I had it at Indie Man last year now we, we, we were we, we briefly started chatting about this beforehand it's a beer that you see quite often Again, yeah. and certainly if, if you're in London and you, if you're in one of the craft beer co's, you, you tend to see a lot of siren beers yeah. in there. And I've seen this beer on an awful lot on both cask and keg, and I've never been drawn to it. I've never been drawn to try it, and I just don't know why I haven't. Because I love a, a, a nice stout, I love a breakfast stout as well, especially when it's got that level of kind of coffee flavour. But to if you'd it. seen a uh a kernel breakfast style. I probably would have jumped at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it possibly lends itself quite nicely to where we're going next, actually. Because yeah. um, one of the reasons that we uh, kind of accepted these beers from Siren, because we 
contrary to popular belief, we don't just take beers and, and feature them on the show from from everyone. We do th- we do think about the beers that we want to feature. Yeah, and and also what we're going to sort of discuss around them. Yeah, can we fit? some sort of theme and discussion point around them rather than them just being random beers. Yeah. So the, the discussion point that I did want to wrap uh, around the Siren beers um, was how I actually feel Siren are one of those breweries that produce incredible beer, uh, incredible volumes, but you hardly see anybody shouting about their beers no. on, on, on social media. But we're on beer number four. Right, and by your by our own admission, we were not sure sure about the Yulu to start off with, but we thought it was all right. Yeah, the White Tips doesn't fall into your category of beers you'd go for. Definitely not. Definitely but not. I'd drink it again. Yeah, but definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't be a class as a go to. That third one, the American Brown, was fantastic, really nice, and we're not by any way saying that because it should have a big brother. That's disparaging to the beer as itself. Stands up on its own, no problem. And now this one, and I've had this one before, and I would have it, but I would probably say, probably more likely to go for a siren if I'm in somewhere like the Craft Beer Co. I'm hardly ever buying bottles of them, though. Me either. And yet I do see the bottles in the bottle shops and on yeah. the, on the uh, online shopping. Um, out, if I'm out, like I said, when I was at the Bracknell Beer Festival, it was the second beer I went for. So I thought, well, I'm going to have what, I'm going to have Andy's because they, they they sell out it because it's. Bracknell's local for him. Yeah, absolutely. And sound. Yeah. It's not as if Siren's that far either, but for Iron, then I'll bang in the Siren. Craft Beer Co., I'd go for it, but I, I can't remember the last time I bought a bottle of Siren. So I think that I do, and, there, there, and I think that's what we're trying to, that's what we tried to do with the, the poll, or what would have been the series of polls, where we would just, you know, it was never going to be an extensive list. It was never going to be a best of list. It was a case of, who are those people out there whose beers are consistently good, consistently sometimes great, Yeah. do plenty of different beers, but yet we don't really see much about them, and especially not from the brewers, breweries themselves. Now, anyone listening to that would know that came to more than 140 characters. It, it, it did, and, and I think what, what, what we've omitted there is, is, is the series of polls that you were talking about was the now-deleted polls that, that, that we were going to run that were going to be... A series of four polls leading up to uh, a kind of final, yeah. trying to understand who those breweries were. Yeah. Um, that we pulled after after the first night because uh, it started getting a bit nasty. To, yeah. to, to be honest, and there was uh, an element of subtweeting going on, and um, it just made me uncomfortable. And for, for the first time ever, I was like. This is not what I do this for. I don't do this to, to, to get shit off of people. And, and it's not right that people are giving me shit for, for this. And I think you explained it perfectly there. So, so, so we pulled those polls. Um, but as a result of pulling those polls, uh, people did still want to have a comment uh, yeah. about them, which is, um, which is perfect for this segment of the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So, um, I think the first thing that we're going to mention here is massive thanks to Mark Johnson for writing the post that he titled, not he didn't title it, but he, he subtitled it, having the discussion that we were denied. Yeah. Um, which was talking about, as, as we said, these, these breweries that produce great beer, but for whatever reason, 
they don't get shouted about on, on, on social media. Media people don't clamour over their new releases. Um, and 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 why why is that? And why does that happen so frequently? So um, there were just a few comments based on that. Um, so first one from Paul at UNRCD, regular contributor to the show. Thanks, Paul. We really appreciate you getting involved. Um, who, who was talking about Mark's blog? Great blog. Uh, he would like to thank say thanks to both Martin and I for the podcast. Uh, enjoy the polls and hope they long continue. Which is is nice for us to hear. Yeah, it is, especially after you know. And again, probably just uh, saying I should say here is that I don't necessarily see all the messages straight away because they're tagged with the beer o'clock show. Yeah. Of which um, Steve likes to control over that one. He's let me share control on Facebook, but he hasn't got there on Twitter yet. So it was Steve who was seeing some of the comments and 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 as much the subtweets probably as anything else. Yes, um, I, I didn't see all of the subtweets, but the ones that I saw were enough to have me messaging you and yeah. saying I'm pulling this. And um, you know, fully back the decision to do that because you know we do this for fun. Yeah, we do this because we enjoy it, and we do it because we believe that there is a few people out there who like to listen along as well and play along and tweet, make comments. And generally, that's all really positive stuff. Whether, whether we agree or disagree is irrelevant. I don't need everyone to agree with me. It's lovely when they do, but I don't need yeah. it. Um, but yeah, when it, when it goes... The, the, for me, there's a line in the sand, and that was definitely crossed on a few occasions with some of the polls, with, the, with that poll. And it's a shame, because I think we could have got to somewhere and we could have ended up with, you know, some really good content off the back of it, in addition to the, some of the content that we did get anyway. Yeah, and... That the content would have, would have complemented tonight's beers yeah. in, in, in terms of Siren, who, who again are they're a big brewery. If you go down to their to their brewery in in, in um, Finch Hampstead, Finch Hampstead, they're, they're just they're just on the back of where Andy is yeah. with Elusive Brew. I mean, last year they had to they they took the decision to shut their tap room because they needed the space to be able to store more beer. So they're they're producing huge amounts of beer. But they're just one of those breweries that I don't see a lot of. I they might have quite a good social media presence, but I don't see people no. with a bottle of Broken Dream raging about how fantastic it is, like they they would be <laughs> struggling to think of a, another brewery that produces a great breakfast stout right now. But I, I think people know what I'm saying. Well, my example was that a couple of weeks ago when we had that Colonel IPA. Yeah, and again. You might see stuff about the Colonel every now and again, but you don't see much from the Colonel. Yep. And you don't see lots of pictures and posts and tweets and stuff. And, you know, this was sort of brought out a bit by, I think, when I did my go-to beers post. My top 10 go-to beers tend to be not a lot of the beers that I shout about. Yep, same, same here. And and you got, I mean, you got a lot of traction for yeah. that, that post as and well. I think people saw what I was getting at because, you know... We have beers which we we rely on, and if we can get hold of it, we just go for it. We go for it, and you know it ticks a lot of boxes sometimes, despite the amount of different beers we want to try. But you know, me and you love that Colonel IPA. But I ain't seen anyone talk about it. But again, Colonel and another one of those breweries I would yeah. put into that category of producing amazing beer, but nobody shouts about it. No. And yes, it's very rarely seen outside of London. But, but there's a lot of people within London who are still not shouting about it. Absolutely. And so, you know, it works both ways. And I think we could have, you know, like I said, Mark's post really sort of nailed it. I mean, he named a couple of breweries that were immediately familiar to me as, you know, his 
breweries that should get more traction on social media and stuff. And yeah, he, he basically managed to create a, a blog post around what we were hoping to talk about. Mm. And also, and this is where, you know, my personal thanks goes to Mark is that, you know, at the end of the post, he basically said, you know, what we've been saying here is that we don't need these sort of things to go too far. No, no, because at the end of the day, people, and, and I'm, I'm sure, I, I know our listeners understand this, so I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the converted here. At the beer o'clock show, sometimes might look like a corporate account, but, but it's not. It's, at the end of that account is a person, and that's me. And if, if you decide to take umbrage with, with something I've said, or that you want to have a go back, just remember that you're having a go at a person. Exactly. Not, it's not a faceless corporation. Yeah, and, and if you've got, and, and I'll, I'll put this out to everyone, if, if you've got an issue with, with something we do or say, get in touch. Just DM us and we'll talk to you about yeah. it because we're, we're open about it. We're, yeah, it's we're, not we're a problem. Um, but I think that even when we did try to be a bit, I'd come back with a few people, that, that was taken the wrong way as well. I, I, I think we were on to a hiding no matter what yeah. we did, which is why in the end we took the decision to pull it and, and then uh, luckily enough there was this announcement this week that ABI had bought some yeah, great beer so exactly. we, were, we were able to sub <laughs> that in, in, instead um, that there are just two more yeah. comments that I just want to want to come back on on this subject because I think they're both completely pertinent to what we've just been discussing so it's the first one Luke at a underscore gnome uh, plenty more awesome breweries out there of course but these guys don't get the plaudits that they deserve for their contribution in, in my honest opinion and then again, uh, Matt Curtis, second comment for, for Matt on, on this week's show, Total Curtis. And I love this. I think this sums up so much about uh, where the UK scene is right now. If Brew by Numbers suddenly released its beers in pastel-coloured 440ml cans, it would be overwhel- overwhelmed with demand. I think we just leave that one there. I think we do. Um, just to finish off uh, this week's bit of English, there is another question that we need to answer just while we're finishing off our broken dream. Yours is already Mine's gone. finished. You look like you need me to finish this yeah. beer, so why don't you read this out while, while I finish okay, it? Okay, so the, the, the question which came to us was from Mr. Walker Porter. Mr. at Mr. Walker Porter. Opinions, gents. At what price, if any, should a bar tell you how much a pint of something you asked for is? Thoughts welcome. Now, I'm not sure what prompted the question, but... Um, I think there was a maybe a tweet before or after maybe a, a six pound pint of something if I remember correctly, and um, I don't, I think we've sort of touched on this a couple of times in the past, uh, have, both yeah. as opinions and as the original uh, beer o'clock show. I always find it a bit of a hard one because I go there are certain places I go into where I think I know roughly what the price point is anyway, so I'm not yeah I'm probably you, not you going get, to you be get surprised. a feel for it don't you? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to be surprised. However, I think that. You know, there's probably a common sense approach. If a bar is going to charge over a certain amount, and that's where the certain amount sits. And I don't know if I could really know where what to say because for me, a lot of my price points are London-based. So this is going to be perhaps different to some of our friends in Leeds, some of our friends in Manchester, Newcastle, of where their price point is a bit different. But they should, should they be advertising the price point? I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why you wouldn't. The only re, the only thing I think that holds back some pubs sometimes is if you do have quite a high turnover, then perhaps you do suffer from it. I mean, the, what the craft beer company do is they do it on the cast beer anyway, 
its percent percentage ranges so equal so much. It's by ABV, isn't it? So it's say three and a half to four yeah. and a half is three pounds seventy five, and then so on and so forth. And then once it goes to above six percent, it's one price, and that's quite a good way of doing it. But they've got a quite a large range, so that makes sense for them. Um, I, I don't know if there's an easy answer because it's what is the price point to say it. When I know that the Victoria Inn has all their cast beers under four pound, and a couple of craft keg like when we had neck oil is a fiver yeah. for a pint. But I already know that. But then I go in there quite regularly, so it may catch out someone else. If if, if I go back to my experiences, um, and, and it's it's my experiences with Cannonball at the North Bar in Leeds. If every time I've gone in there and I've asked for a pint of it, the the, the person behind the bar has always said it's 5.50 a pint, are you okay with that? They've no, always... What they said first of all is you can get it in half, Steve. <laughs> That's what they said. It comes in pints and cans. <laughs> um, so I, I think if, if the prices, my personal view, if the prices aren't displayed either on a board or on a menu, then when you ask for a drink, you should be told the price. So you should know what it's going to cost you to buy that beer it's probably pubs is one of those almost unique venues where prices just aren't regularly displayed these days aren't they because you see those old pub indoor pub signs yeah. don't you, where you have like you know two and six or something for, yeah. for a half a Maccasins or something like that it's like you don't see that so much these days do you no that's that, that that's true um it's an interesting question so I'd, I'd love to hear what other people think where what's the at what point should someone say but they think that you might, you know, you might bat an eyelid at this price. Yeah. Do you want to proceed with the purchase? Yeah, well, let's know your thoughts. Use the hashtag opinions uh, and we'll pick it up and we'll feed it back on the next show. We've got one more one more beer we have. In, in our so, glass. But what did you think of the breakfast now? I the loved first? it and I can't believe that's the first time I've had I that can't, beer. I'm really shocked. It's certainly not going to be the last. No. Uh, I really enjoyed that. That could very easily become a go-to breakfast style for me it is delicious because it's got that lovely yeah. it's got that little bit of sweetness through it yeah like I said for a breakfast style it's got the coffee notes I didn't find it overly roasty which I which no, sometimes it was soft I'm, yeah it was sometimes soft I'm not smooth. that fussed yeah, about yeah 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 um, for me it ticked all of those boxes yes now this next one's going to be interesting yeah this one this one that I because I remember you telling us telling me what we had what I hadn't appreciated Steve that this beer called Acid Jam is it's an Imperial Kettle Sour Blend. Not something you say very often. At 9.7%. So we were debating where in the sequence <laughs> beers this was going to go. It, exactly. Uh, you had it down for the middle. I did. And it was the point at which I told you it was 9.7% where you decided it maybe needed to sit at the end. Yes. Um, in terms of the description... Got to take my glasses off for this one because the colours on this bottle just all mix into one. Uh, this project began in late 2015 when we wondered just how far we could push the kettle sour. We scaled up a fairly simple recipe to imperial level and bought in some fresh bourbon and red wine barrels, which began to layer up flavour on top of the super sour base. Expect waves of acidity with tannin and berry jam notes shining through. Now. I saw this beer a while back and um, Sean at Beer Central had it and I grabbed a bottle for my box that, that I keep at Beer Central because I was very excited about the fact that it had been in red wine barrels because I, I like a drop of red wine and any beer that finds its way into a red wine barrel excites me. Yes, okay, I'll go with um, But it's a sour. And Which doesn't excite you quite so much. Doesn't excite me quite so much, but I, I took the leap 
Uh, and then when Siren said, hey, we'll send this message jam, I was like, brilliant, I can try it publicly for, for the first yes. time. And, and So, shall we? Yeah, yeah, no more talking, no more putting it off. Let's, uh, let's just try this. That's, that's an interesting nose. It's, um, it's like a young vintage ale. Barley wine. Yeah. On the nose. It's like a really young one. You know when it you have fullers it is, when it comes it's out. It's like, yeah, it's like a barley wine that just isn't ready. I would say that because I quite like um, the fresh barley wines. It's an interesting flavour though. Steve's putting a slight puckering face, but it's not a uh, full on. That's really complex. I mean, there's so much going on in there. It's got like, there's like a, a boiled sweetness, you know, boiled sweet you, going you, through it. You get, for it's me, like waves. initially you get a sourness, which is, which is probably where my little bit of sour face come in. But then you get some, you get some red berries. So there's some strawberry, there's some raspberries come through in there. And then you begin to get the, 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 the kind of woody complexity from the bourbon and the, the, the wine yeah. as, as well. And then you get kind of this, almost this kind of malty finish to it as, as, as well. And again, then, there's, then there is this dryness, which just peters out enough for you to go, I'm ready for some more. There is a sharpness to it. I think as it starts to go down... There's a, a little bit of a sharpness and warming feel to it as well. There is. I am now completely convinced that regardless of the ABV, that works perfectly after the Broken Dream. Yes. Uh, because it complements that dark chocolate coffee flavour that you were getting from the Broken Dream. The, the the darkness of the berries and the fruit in it really bring those flavours through. Oh yeah, and no, I think it's worked as, so well. As, as, I mean, as well. Just to be clear to listeners, I want, once we decided on it, we just went with ABV. It, it, we went in ascending yeah, yeah. order, so people we, might have worked that out. We, we started off with trying to apply a lot of science, and then Steve went, "Shall we just go up and maybe better?" And yeah, that's a good idea. That, that probably works when when we've got a fire beer <laughs> show to, to to get through. Right, mate, we've, we really should start to try to wrap this thing up. Um, I'm sure it's been a couple of weeks since we've given a a, a, a big, big box, box of nothing, nothing away, yeah. isn't it? Well, there's a few runners and riders. Um, so, uh, son of a gun. Has got two two in there that I liked, and one was with the uh, Iron Maiden, uh, and purely the artwork of the Iron Maiden can, and he's also looks like he's got an is Iron. There's now. There's a can. Is is that just in Ireland or are, I don't are know there cans It'd in the UK a bit now. I'd assume it must be over here as well, um, but the artwork looks fantastic, and then he also had one where the um, he had a nice picture of the grower owned from Magic Rock as well. Oh okay. Nice. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gammon Baron had a beer which I'm not really sure what it was actually but it was just um, on a fence at a beach really simple yeah and just and I really like that the simplicity of that shot the way that pint glass is in the absolute middle oh as yeah that, well. that bit's been measured up where the fence goes off in slightly different it's directions perfect yeah um, then uh, my girlfriend Michelle at Ginger Daniels had one of the Yeasty Boys Pot Kettle Black, but it is because it's beside one of the coasters I've got um, of the Beatles, think, remembering 50 years of Sgt. Pepper. I think we're possibly going to need to check the rules on this. 
Cheeky Bear Run and Rider. I haven't awarded the prize yet. Okay, that's all right. Then. So, however, the winner goes to Gregor J, who is a previous winner of the Big Box and Nothing, but obviously felt like he needed another one. And he had two in here, um, but it's um, one where he's got uh, a Optimism glass full of a beer, a North East Coast India Pale Ale from out of town. And I just love the way he's caught the sun going between the glass and the bottle. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, that, that picture is actually beautiful with, with that sunset behind the, the glass and the bottle. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so yeah, there's some yeah. runners and riders. I think I've chosen well then. Congratulations. So yeah. congratulations to Gregor, the big box of nothing. For the second time, I believe, will be making its way to you. Marvellous. And if you want to have a go at entering the prizes prize, put a picture on Instagram, use the hashtag cheers, guys. And if it's the one that Martin loves the most, it will be featured on the next show. So, uh, to wrap up... What's I'll be wrapping been... up. Don't tell people that. There's another half hour to go. What's, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the fake <laughs> wrap-up. Uh, you, <laughs> fake you've, got, you, fake you, you've got all the after-credits stuff to yeah. come yet. So, so stay with us. Um, just wanted to mention again, we are running a listener survey at the moment. It's really important uh, for us that you guys take a few minutes just to complete that because it gives us um, your views on what you like and what you don't like about the show. And it also gives us some useful information in terms of your listener habits as well. So there's going to be a link in the show notes. Uh, if you've got a few minutes, please click through onto that link and complete the survey for us. Thanks to everyone who has already completed it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've been, we've going, gone through the comments. They they sort of break it down into dislikes and likes. And it's it, it's really interesting where it's all pitching up. And it's really useful for us, especially as we are already starting to plan season four. We, we are, and there might be some changes. And yeah. we might use what's in that listener survey yeah. for, so for, for some changes. The more quantitative feedback, the better. Abs- absolutely. And so. at this stage, we promise not to sell it to ABI. Well, I can't actually promise that. I should say at the moment. If 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 the right offer comes, if the right offer comes in, stable, yeah. sell out. That that might be an interesting one for people <laughs> to feedback on as well. Use the hashtag opinions if you uh, would stop <laughs> listening if we sold the Imagine podcast. Imagine the trolling on that one to ABI. Um, so next week, mate, we're we're, we're going to try something <laughs> yeah. really special next aren't we, week, Steve? aren't we? Yes. Um, you volunteered us, didn't you, Steve? I volunteered us to host Craft Beer Hour. Yes. Which is always a fun experience. You've never done it before. No. I think I've done it three times now. And it's a busy hour where you are constantly on social media monitoring things. Uh, if that wasn't enough, um, I then came up with a great idea of actually recording next week's show at the same time as hosting craft beer hour. yeah so basically people will get to hear us um trying to somehow manage four poles in an hour four poles in an hour and what's our theme steve all going to be about supermarkets and the the beers that they now stock yeah uh, and we are encouraging people to go out and buy buy supermarket beers buy some supermarket beers whatever it is enjoy them during the hour um that's not to say obviously that we're discouraging people from spending money in their independent stores yeah. um, and to you know to prove that point we still work with a number of suppliers to provide discounts yeah. so that link that, that link is in the show notes uh, if you want to go through and check out the discounts we've got there's also a link in the show notes to a bit of a blog uh, about what we're doing for craft beer hour as well which would have already been released by the time you listen to this because it'll be going out during craft beer hour this week which yeah. as we recorded is tomorrow night yes um, so, so yeah it's going to be uh, essentially it's going to be supermarket sweep um, we're going to be drinking supermarket beers 
we're going to be hosting Craft Beer Hour and we're going to be recording it all for, for you to listen there to. There you go. What more could you ask What for? more could you ask? So, uh, again, maybe a spoiler warning. It's not going to be any shorter than an hour next week <laughs> because you're going to get the full full hour of, of Craft Beer Hour. And maybe a bit of a top and, and tail. And a bit of a top and tail in as well. So, But I, I think we're going to have some fun with that. I think they we? should be quite interesting. Yeah, so just encourage people to get involved in the polls. Yeah. And obviously, as a result of that... Uh, there will be no poll on Sunday. <gasps> I know the world might stop turning, but that was um, my uncle Albert impression. There's there's probably no point in us running a poll on Sunday if we're going to do four on Tuesday. No, give everyone a break. But be yeah. ready for Tuesday. Be ready for Tuesday because they're, they're going to be some great polls. Um, final thoughts on the acid jam because I don't think we're finishing this before the show ends. No, um, it doesn't drink. Although it's as complex as you said, because it feels really fresh, it doesn't drink like a nine and a half percent beer. I think this beer could be quite dangerous. So it's got that freshness of a fresh barley wine, vintage ale at the, st- at the top end. The more you drink of it, I think that sort of softens and you don't notice it so much. And then you just start drinking it. Yeah. I'm quite happy I've got another bottle of this in my cellar that's just going to sit and age for a bit. be interesting to see with the amount of like layers this beer has, how that will change. I, I think what will happen... Actually, I don't know what will happen. I don't know enough about predict. sour beers to say what might happen to this. Will, will the sourness soften and will the other flavours come through or has that already happened in the barrel ageing and blending process? I don't know. I'm going to shout out and Justin, you can let us know. Yes, I'd, I'd, or anybody, if, if they think they might know yeah. what happens But I think to, it's a, to, it's to a this. brilliant beer, lovely beer to finish on. And to reiterate, all five of the beers definitely had something. Absolutely. And um, just again, say we're really grateful to Siren uh, for sending the beers over to us uh, to try. We we have enjoyed them all. Um, And I think we're going to continue enjoying the the, the acid jam for a a few minutes after. I think we will. Okay. Uh, It's been a great show. Yeah. Cheers. Recording a little bit extra on, on tonight's show, so we had packed away and finished our beers and everything. So this is the post credits. This this is post credits. It's, it's yeah, we've we've gone full on Marvel on, on, <laughs> on this. Um, but we just had to come back with this while we've been recording tonight. Somebody's um, tweeted us a link to a statement made by Dogfish Head um, about the ABI ta- investment into rate beer. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to read some bits out because yep. this this is massive. Um, so um, Dogfish have posted a blog and this will be in the show notes um, and the first uh, paragraph that's a bit worrying is this one so we were troubled by the announcement last week that ZX Ventures which is fully owned by the global conglomerate AB InBev has purchased a portion of rate beer we, we believe this is a direct violation of the Society of Professional Journalists Code of Ethics and a blatant conflict of interest the Code of Ethics includes a section called Act Independently and includes following guidelines. It then goes on to detail the, the, the guidelines. guidelines yeah. it, is a, it is our strong opinion that ABI's ownership of rape beer and other properties positioned to cover the craft viewing community like October and the beernecessities.com is in direct conflict with multiple guidelines listed above. It then goes on to say, and now this for me is massive. 
To that end, we have respectfully asked ABI, InBev and Rate Beer to remove all Dogfish Head Beer reviews and mentions on the Rate Beer website immediately. It just doesn't seem right for a brewer of any kind to be in a position to potentially manipulate what consumers are hearing and saying about beers. What do you say to that? be disappointed if it was on untapped i'd lose all my badges <laughs> but aside from that that's just that's massive because i mean dogfish head are big they, they are huge they are big in the craft beer community yeah and for them to turn around i mean let's assume that this is off the back of the good beer hunting release because up until then it wasn't public knowledge so this decision has come in quite short order and they've made it well i think a big decision because they will have some very good reviews some very good rate beer scores people will have drunk a lot of their beer well because 90, they are 90 minute of, ipa 120 yeah. minute ipa so, two of the standout ipas yeah. that almost created the generation of craft beer so to then say well look we just take us out we, we don't delete. want to be basically we, it's delete we don't want to be part of that community anymore yeah it's a massive decision that's huge yeah I think um, I think we're going to have to revisit this next week and see what see what the fallout is. Well, I'd love to. Over, hear, I'd love to. Hear, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what other people think. So obviously, you know, again, this is Monday night recording. We've just got this post show. We've read it. We tried to say a little bit about it. But I'd love to know what other people think and whether anyone else does the same thing. And can you be removed? Do do dogfish heads have know. any power to be removed? They don't own it. That they don't. That's the thing. It's a, so it's they can a, request it, but could they? Could rate beer and ABI go? No, no, because it's in the it's, it's in the public domain. It's community led. Yeah, yeah. You know, interesting. So um, that's you know very big, and I'll be interested to see how this plays out now. I, I'm interested, and and like I say, I think watch this space because I think I think we're going to have to revisit this next week to see because I I think there might be more fallout. I think there will uh, be over the next week. Uh, on this so uh, so watch your space yeah.